I am unashamed. What about you? Feeling good today. I'm almost giddy. <laughs> because yesterday we were... I thought this was going to be because you got back from Texas from your conjugal visit with your wife. Well, yeah. yeah. Is that, is that yeah, what that, got you no, giddy? Well, I, I would, yeah, that's always good. <laughs> but yesterday, you know, we did some podcasts. I've been back. This is what, the second day. And I was talking on the phone to my wife, Missy, because I was going out to our our old place that we, basically, she, she has a big wedding out there uh, at our old plantation place, because we turned into a venue. And... Well, when Which, her, by the way, so from what I hear, I mean, a lot of people are booking. That thing's booked oh, up for like weeks. Hurricane hit, and everybody said, let's go to North Louisiana and hang out. It is a beautiful place. Yeah. I mean, it is amazing out there. Well, thank you. And so, well, we had the hurricane hit. So she's like, we had the biggest tree we had on our property went down. I'd say half the trees were damaged in some way. And We're like, talking about trees, too, that are hundreds of years old. Hundreds. Them I mean, big, them big oak trees out there have been there a while. I mean, I guarantee over you. this piece of property we got right over here, the map's right there. Hundreds, hundreds oh, yeah. of Just, trees hit the ground. I mean, the estimates I got were like, oh, wow. Because I know they <laughs> pulled up and thought, we're going to need a bigger saw. Yeah, by the way, <laughs> I kept it in context. And when you get on the floor of these woods we have over here, I would say these are roughly a couple of hundred years old, the timber. But that's pretty good size oak trees. It's almost get... as old as our country. That's right. <laughs> so Thomas Jefferson and that group he sent up through here when to, to see what he had purchased for $15 million, the Louisiana purchase. He sent a group up here looking around, seeing what they could. And they sent back, finally got word back to him that this thing floods a lot. Yeah. <laughs> You go, I don't know, you don't want to farm this thing. You know they, what they, they also said? The, they were looking at the watermarks <laughs> on the trees. way up there. You know what they also said? A lot of blood-sucking flies. <laughs> a lot of blood-sucking flies that really get you. But anyway, all that timber over there, I saw there's hundreds of them on the ground. But as it turns out, I'm looking at it. I always look at it from a spiritual view. I just noticed the floor of that forest over there. It's right down here, about, about a couple of miles over there. The floor, as far as you could see, you know, and I'm looking, I'm looking until you can't see, but I'm looking half mile. I'm looking way down through the wood, big timber, open wood. You don't mm-hmm. see very many of them anymore. They've no, cut them off. They've cut them off. But I just looked, and the floor over there, there is an oak sapling. Every three quarters of an inch it's like a it's like you planted your grass in the yard but these are oak trees yeah. it is oak trees and they're this tall they're about about a foot they're seedlings yeah. it's about eight inches they're eight yeah. inches tall as far as you can see so i'm looking at the trees that are down down through there and i'm looking at what's going to replace them and i'm thinking no worries here. You're going to have to wait a while, a couple of hundred years before it all comes back. We'll be long but, gone. But there, the timber oh. is going to replace itself without me planting anything. Oh, it's right. all there, coming back. Look, one of the things my wife, when we were dating. Hundreds goes down and thousands come back up. What, tens of thousands the to almighty. take its place. One oh, of the man. things she thought was interesting about my life is because I was cutting firewood at the time when we were dating. Mm-hmm. I remember and, the firewood stage. Oh yeah, I cut it long <laughs> you're enough. You're old, old Williams. <laughs> yeah, to realize that I needed to do something else long term. But now you do it I, for exercise. I had a tree because you know you get dirt debris in your truck because I was using the back of my truck, and we would do like seven, eight loads. But I had from all that, I had a pin oak tree begin to grow in the back of my truck, and so once I saw it, I was like. Because I, I had just gotten out of the firewood business. I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see how long this thing By the way, Jay, <laughs> uh, just between me and you, uh, that was pre-Facebook. 
pre-surge on the duck calls, pre-television. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was pre-everything. I'm just telling you right now, it was a good call that you didn't get into the yeah. woodcutting business, son. Yeah, but I did. It did. <laughs> the future help. there was uh, no, no. You stayed the course. But it did give me some skills that. Oh I, yeah. Like that, I can help my neighbors. Like but during a hurricane, mm-hmm. I, mean, I basically sawed up everybody's trees. Right. You had to make a chainsaw hand out of you. Oh yeah, you get good. Of course, with, now your now. buddy that you were with, I went down there and in a moment of weakness, <laughs> I, I I I finally got him corralled. I wanted to use his particular skill set. <laughs> And really, the muscle power. Boy, uh, he and had done he it looked, from birth. He, he looked know. at me and had a chainsaw in his hand, <laughs> and I said, this oh, "I said it yeah. won't take us thirty minutes." I was talking about a, a, a six month job, and I said it won't take us thirty minutes, there, Williams. I said we need to cut these trees down to make us a hole for our duck hole. And he looked at me and he said, "We rule these woods." <laughs> I said, "Now that is the kind of redneck you want hey, on your side." You just why. rode him he like said, a... we rule these woods. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm gonna tell you that guy worked. The reason I was in business about? with him, he worked like three men. I mean, yeah. just a beast. And he ne- when he when he because he taught me how to split wood. And people say, "Oh, that what are you talking about?" He taught you. That joker oh, an starts at one end of the tree, and he never picks up anything. Or mo- he swings now, he around a light He mall. couldn't see what I was already looking at. I was looking at a big, big block of woods there, and I was going to make a, about about a three-acre lake yep. out of the whole thing. Well, I could already see it, but he didn't know why we were cutting them. I just said, we fixed to take this whole woods out. <laughs> And I said, you cut them and I'll haul them. So he was cutting them in the lengths I could pick up. I was about, that's been 25 years ago. It's probably been 30 years ago. 30 years ago. So I was a younger buck. I was about y'all's age. But anyway, I'm picking them up and carrying them over, putting them in a pile. And I'm burning them as he's cutting them. And look, we went down through there. And I'm not kidding. In one day, you looked up and there was an opening there. Well, now, 30 years later, you pull up out there. Everyone thinks it's just a natural lake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we made that. We, we took all them trees out, and I dug all the dirt up to make the levee to hold the water. And then Yeah, but now you we, wore my guy out so much, then we stopped cutting firewood. Yeah, he told me later, deal. he said, I said, I, I said, remember when you said we rule these woods? <laughs> and he fired that thing up. He said, I never got over it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, what? and to, to wrap his story up, so... You didn't know this at the time, but he's a genius. Like Williams Very is highly intelligent, and he's a computer a IT guru. He's so one works of my for, uh, inner circle. You know, he joined the Air Force, and that's where he learned. Yeah, he's been. He's still active. You know, he's oh, over yeah. at Barksdale. He's, he's one he's, of my biblical, he's a great guy, great biblical theologian inner circle. You know, he knows the Bible. Oh. You, you can call him up at any time or send him a text and say. I was reading and just pick a chapter, Old Testament or New. That's correct. What do you think? There's no, he's going to go research it. I'll get back to you. It's an immediate response, which yep, is, yep. which is you think it's about, you, you say, well, how, how does a guy know that much Bible? He studies it. There's no magic formula there, and, you know, because you're like, how would you even attempt to do that? Right. So anyway, I, I was going there. To check out and see if they had cleaned it up. Because we had trouble, obviously, finding something. By the way, how long did the pin oak grow in the back of your truck? You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it got it got big enough to where it became uncomfortable. <laughs> but, look, people would gather up. Most my... people don't, don't uh, manicure <laughs> and, and raise a tree in their bed. Now, that's a redneck. That's it, that You might be... Further than a redneck. I had it for over a year growing. <laughs> it became a small sapling. And look, you know what I did? I actually relocated it when we lived out there by Max. So it lives oh, really? on. But, huh? It's, it still lives it, on. It lives on. But and, I cultivated it. You said you don't hug trees. That's right. I've been saying you're, you're like an environmentalist. You could go out to California no, with I still that story. Like I that. never hugged it. That, I, that I hugged my that kids. Converted you. That converted you. No, I hugged my kids. <laughs> but. Trees don't need hugs. I got that. So I'm driving out there to check it out, you know, for Missy, because she's like, oh, we got this wedding. You know, she's, she's, she's like, I want you to, if you don't mind, go look and see if they cleaned it up. Well, I pulled up there, and I was like, 
because you got to remember last time I saw it, it looked like a war zone with all the trees everywhere. And I was like, it's awesome. Because what I was thinking, I saw the two biggest trees in the front yard. There were just, it was just a big dirt spot where, the, where they had been. Where the roots pile out. Well, and, well, and where the tree fell, it made, I mean, this tree is so big, I can't even embellish. I mean, y'all know, if you, uh, ha- if you don't have any idea, I mean, just think of the biggest tree you've ever seen in your life. Well, when it hit, it made multiple holes in the ground. Yep. Because it's so big. Yeah. Wasn't so, it a ma- magnolia tree? Yeah, it's a magnolia. Magnolia. It was the biggest magnolia tree I've ever seen. I, me, me too. too. And, so, and I've seen some big ones. So what they did was. That's Louisiana's uh, uh, state tree. Because she was like, really? It looks good. I was like, and yeah. Mississippi. But here's what I was thinking. <clears throat> because they had to move that dirt around. So I'm sure they got them, whatever. Be, you know, because they not only cut the tree up. They it went you know they left it was just dirt spot level filled in the hole. But you know what I was thinking? They disturbed the ground. Ah, metal detector. I, I thought I need to run a metal detector over that, even yeah. though I've hunted it hundreds of times in my front yard. So really, she was getting the wrong message because she was like, "Well, how did they not mess up the ground?" I was like, "Oh, it's a big dirt spot the size of four vehicles." She was like, "Oh no!" I was like, "No." I was looking for that- trinkets, some guy and his girlfriend in about eighteen forty. Might have been out there, you know, relaxing against that uh, that uh, magnolia tree. Well, that, that's right. The, so, the, so I had told spot. you on the last, last podcast I had visited Garrett, and and I didn't have the new one they gave me, but they had given me a prototype before. So I was like, because it was right before dark, and so I I pulled up in the yard, which was cool. I didn't even park in the driveway. I just pulled over there because I could see where they had done it to clean up the trees. Yeah, and I got that. I didn't even have earphones on, so it's like making noise. It's kind of embarrassing, like people going down a beach. It's not for me. <laughs> so I literally walked 10 feet into the bare spot in a place I've hunted hundreds of times, and it went bloop, 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 bloop. And so I looked down. Well, it was the number of silver. You know, It has a number on there, and it was basically the number for a quarter or a half dollar I was like, there's no way. So these things are so sophisticated, you can tell what kind of metal it is? Oh, yeah. Well, because the number and the sound, I'm matching them up, and it was set at 84. Well, 84 on this Garrett model is is a silver quarter. Now, sometimes I've seen that, and it's something that was kind of the equivalent, maybe a piece of brass that was the size of a quarter. So, But I'm like, and I didn't believe it. I was like, there's no way, because I thought I might find a penny or, but a silver quarter, I mean, that that's like going off, it's like the fireworks going off in your head. So I'm like, huh, I didn't even have my shovel. I walked back and got my shovel. I just, I put the detector down there. I was like, that's what it says. And it's fresh dirt. Maybe I missed it and they turned the dirt over. Maybe they un- uncovered it. I dug my little hole, plopped it out. Bam. Exhibit A, if you're listening. What year? Wow. 1893. <laughs> silver quarter. What's it and worth? Look, look how good a shape wow, it is. Wow, that thing is. What, it, what, what is it worth in today's? It's priceless. Huh? <laughs> priceless. I don't want to everything, know. Everything got a price. I didn't look <laughs> it up because I didn't want it to be worth a lot because I, I would never sell that. So it was a nickel. No, a quarter. quarter. Is that a quarter? Who, who's yeah, that? Who's smaller than the old quarters? And <coughs> who's that on the on the thing? I don't there? know. I'd have to ask. Yeah, Mary. that's been here a long. He's time. got a ponytail though. Yeah, eighteen ninety-three. Yeah, I think it's that old British singer nodding him. <laughs> <laughs> now think about that. So there's a couple things here. It looks like a. Hang on, Jess. Let's take a break. So did you know that the average American has 97 points they can add to their credit score and no idea how to get them? Did you know that, Dad? I had no idea. That's true. So uh, one of our sponsors, ScoreMaster, uh, is this new credit science that basically super boosts your credit score. So they give you the opportunity to get it raised up. Some 61 points in 20 days or less, which is pretty amazing. But if you don't owe anyone anything like me, I owe no one. 
so you wouldn't need this. But there, unfortunately, there's a lot of people out there like I used to be uh, that have a lot of debt. So everybody needs to make it their goal to get out from under all debt by the time they hit about sixty, mid sixties. That's just my advice. That's very good advice. And until you get there, ScoreMaster can help you get that credit score raised for loans and different things that you need. So you go to scoremaster.com slash feel. That's scoremaster.com slash feel and get your credit score raised. So uh, there's there's a couple of things here. One, this is 127 years old. That's amazing. Whoever lost this, he's dead. Oh yeah, and look, like he, a he, long time he didn't then. mean to lose this, but he was the, up under that magnolia tree. He had to have reached in his pocket, whatever, or been lounging back with his girlfriend. I'm going back to the <laughs> guy and the girlfriend because magnolia <laughs> tree and it's down the, it's close to the river. Let's talk, know? yeah, mm-hmm. and 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 because something he reached in his pocket to get something, and, that, and he that dropped came, that quarter. He dropped that quarter, but not knowing it. And look, yeah. a quarter in 1893, it's per- that was a lot of money. Yeah, I'd open a lot of doors. Yeah. <laughs> so then, of course, then I hunted till slap dark. Never saw anything else. No, I, I did find this, which I thought was unusual. It's some so, type. So do you think when they did that, they dug that, that was deeper down? Yeah. Or they just, <laughs> the grass was, was not giving me a good seat because the grass was real thick there. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't getting the signal because it wasn't that I hadn't hunted there. I've I've hunted in that area more than any place, and I've had professionals in there. Therefore, to sum it up, when a tree falls, uh, yeah, it's like me. Yeah. I found a a tree fell across the road and blocked me off. So I had a chainsaw with me. We carry them with us all the time. It's like standard <laughs> equipment. So I got out there. And I was That's cutting, another Louisiana thing. Blood sucking flies, and everybody's got a chainsaw. I was cutting the tree up off the road <clears throat> into pieces I could pick up. I'd say the tree was like this. It was actually a big limb off of off of what what is it? it's a cottonwood. It's a big limb off of it. Well, I cut about halfway through it, and I picked up one of them. You know, I was cutting them in the links about like that, and I threw it over in the ditch, and I just kept it. And I got about halfway, and I looked down, and a a Indian a a uh, stone axe, and I, I looked at it. I said, "That's a that's a tomahawk head." It was like the head, <laughs> but sharp. You know, yeah. it's come to a point. But but I reached down and picked it up, and my hand fit. Perfect. They, they they had used it so long, it was some kind of tanning uh, thing that they. Where, took to where meet. was this at? Right it, over in the middle of the road, right where you turn left at George Franklin's Gate. Well, I need there's to go a, over there. There's yeah. A, yeah, there's an Indian camp. They used to camp there because I found the shells. When you well, find, why are we just now bringing this up? I've been <laughs> we've been here forty years. I'm, I've been metal detected. I'm widening your your looking, uh, your, your 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 chances. But anyway, I picked that thing up and I said, "What in the world?" I said, "How could that?" And I just got to looking at it. It had come out of that tree, old tree, and this was a limb that broke off somehow because the day before. I've been driving through there for, you know, 10 years. The, the, the stone axe was not there. It wasn't down in the ground. It was just lying there on top of the ground. So you think it was in that tree? It was in the tree. The tree had grown around it. The tree had gone around it, and and it and when the tree hit, it had fallen out. Where well, is this I come this along there throwing cutting the tree out, and this, this stone axe, I still have it on my mantle at the house. I show it to people, and they're like, where in the world did you get that? How you have could, I never seen it? I mean, I, we need. As soon as this is around. over, I'm I going don't go to... around showing people my rock. Yeah. <laughs> I'm your son. <laughs> he does break. As soon as this is rock. over, I'm going to look at this, <laughs> and then you got to know where because there's probably some other stuff. You there. boys are inquisitive enough; you could come up with all kind of stuff. <laughs> I can show you where these Indians camped. I know where their camps are because I see yeah. them shells. They piled up mussel shells that but the women the women would go get the mussels, bring it up for a meal, yeah. and they might have roasted them over the fire, however they cooked them, or just ate them raw. But our idea of oysters, these are freshwater, uh, uh, freshwater. So, so it's freshwater a rock. Mussels. It's not metal. That's right. why I've never done Indian things because they didn't use metal. Right. No. And so, but the boats when they looked down the river one morning, 
You know, I would say 1600s. I didn't say. Well, I they looked down the river and they saw a paddle boat coming with some strange looking people. And they're paddling up that way. And they're like, these were friendly Indians, by the way, the Washita's and mm-hmm. uh, there's some more of them. But, uh, but, but when they looked and saw that first boat, they thought, who in the world? <laughs> I probably scared the daylights out of them. Sure. Well, these guys pulled over. You know, they trade them some stuff, and that's how. That's so when I was, was in college, it was the arrival. <clears throat> it was actually the beginning of the end, but none of them knew it. The diseases they brought, and all of the stuff, so and the just wars. Probably forty miles, and and less than that as the crow flies from here. When this poverty point over around Delhi. Yep. So whenever I was in college, it's a little bit of a ridge. Yeah that that place. It you go back far enough. The way that the way my professor described it, that thing was the <clears throat> trading center. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like huge. I mean, yeah. people coming going down the river, see, and coming over from the Mississippi River. So that thing, they were trading all the way up to Wisconsin and Minnesota. Oh, yeah. They were coming down. I mean, that's how big that area is. Over oh, there. Yeah. It's, it's I've hunted. I've hunted the friend. Think about it. We're yeah. down in Louisiana here. I mean, you know, the, the biggest hill we have <laughs> is not very tall. Seven hundred and twenty-eight so feet. There are no rock outcroppings. <clears throat> right. That 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 stone axe. Oh, it did not come from Louisiana. Right. Somebody transported that yep. from way up there somewhere and yeah, brought it down. No rocks like that. We don't have rocks like that. No, right. that was traded. And I, what's weird is I thought Phil was going to comment that in eighteen ninety-three. They had a ponytail on this guy's on, on a coin. Hmm. What do you think about that? The Almighty, just like whiskers, I guess. <laughs> the old thought, coots, the old coots. I, you know, I do like. That, I don't know who was the president in ninety three. I don't know, but it does say Jefferson in, and those guys are about eighteen hundred. So. It was about 93 years, about five uh, could have well, been. Well, uh, <clears throat> Teddy Roosevelt was right around 19. Somebody Stone, right Stone now. Stonewall Jackson. When was old Jackson? was about number seven. He somebody is screaming this in their car because they know the answer. <laughs> That's right. But I do like in 1893 that above his head it says, In God We Trust, Yeah, which is awesome. I also yeah. found this, which I don't know what it is. That's why this, it says it has a 50 on it. And you'll when you feel it, you can tell. It it's the same material they make tokens out of. It's some kind of token, and it says "patent applied for" at the bottom. But I don't know what it is. Hmm. If anybody out there is listening, we'll, we'll, we'll show a we'll picture. Get a of it picture. Now on the back, it doesn't really have anything. But I don't it know says what that 50. is. It says fifty, and it says I had to get a magnifying glass at the bottom. It says "pat applied for." It's about the size of a penny. Yeah. What do you make of that? You know, I don't know. Patent applied for? Uh-huh. Yeah, so they said they, they, they were going to be the only one that had that. I don't know. Well, so it can't be a coin. Oh, it's not a coin. It, but it's a material. Right. The, it was, for you metal detectors, it it came up like a 74 on that Garrett machine. It's got 50 so, on it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the 50 is. <laughs> and it's is. got little designs on it. Little yeah. It's not in the greatest of shape, but that thing, so anyway, that thing may be worth two million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's not because it's the wrong material. <laughs> but it's priceless. So well, I would say, you think about it. I mean, that's been there. I would say what, hundred fifty, two hundred years. I, I don't know. I I don't think this is that old. I think it's probably. I'm guessing. Because I found similar types, I think this was probably in the nineteen twenties or thirties, maybe still a hundred years ago. Oh yeah, a hundred years. <laughs> but you know, it's not this. This is the eighteen ninety three. Whoa, in, in spectacular. In yeah. Well, not mint, but it's as For, fine a, of of a quarter that I've seen even on the internet. When I was looking it up, I didn't see any that had been circulated that. That looks this good, so don't make me an offer because it's it's not for sale. <laughs> <laughs> you don't do it for the money, Jason. I mean, this it's not, it's not mine. Remember that? What movie am I quoting here? It's not mine. I mean, oh, that's Outlaw Josie Well. Oh yeah. Remember when he came in? He was trying to buy the squall. Oh yeah. He's like, well, she, 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 she doesn't belong. She yeah. works here. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That little smooth way of, like, of course, put her on our that bill too. You know. Yeah. And then he was there, and he was. They came up there, and he's like. 
They knew who he was. Them old guys come and say, hey, Mr. J. Poodle Lightning himself. <laughs> no, he, he had that. Remember, he put the gun behind the bucket. Yeah, he had that beer. He, yeah. Well, he I mean, had a big old pot of beer. He, was that was, what it was? Yeah, it was beer. It was bucket. like in a bucket of beer. And then he said, Mr. <laughs> Chain Blue Lightning himself. We got us Josie Wells, you know. Of course, then after they That's met, the one where he said, give me them pistols butt first. You know, so he had them like, I mean, he had his butts out there and he's flipped them around and shot them. <laughs> you know what I liked about that, though? Is he readjusted. Because I, I was like, Clint Eastwood, when he does movies, he, he goes for the details. Because I thought as a shooter, I'm a shooter, he wanted to throw in that he 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 gave a little adjustment in his hands because that's what if you're fixing to flip them and shoot that was your key they should have thought why is he why is he doing that because if I was sitting there with a gun on and well, I saw he was somebody do them this, think he's giving up but uh, bottom line is <laughs> I kind of liked him because every time he would leave. A, Two or three of them dead. He'd, He'd always up. get a little chill, chill that day's work. <laughs> upside in his part. He did that on that guy too. Let's take another break. So sometimes when you've had the same uh, car insurance or homeowner's insurance for a long time, years, you kind of get trapped into pray, paying these high premiums and you're kind of not realizing because you're not shopping it. And uh, this happens a lot. I realized it recently because I was helping. Uh, Phyllis and Tony, you know, because they had just made a move. So they got to get new car insurance, new home insurance. And so I said, hey, you need to check out one of our sponsors, which is Gabby uh, Insurance. And they did. And and they're going to save a lot of money by doing that. So you just basically it's comparison shopping. That's what these guys do. They save uh, on average $825 per year or for those that check them out. So uh, even if you've been, you know, gotten insurance for a long time, this is a good thing to check out. So it's free to check it, uh, no obligation. Uh, just takes a few minutes. So go to Gabby, G-A-B-I, Gabby.com slash unashamed, G-A-B-I.com slash unashamed, and save yourself some money on your insurance. You know, so one of our listeners <clears throat> sent me a picture it's in a museum somewhere. I, I want to say it's in Missouri, but uh, of the maybe it's California. Yeah, you sent it to me. Two, yeah, two rubber. The two pistols he had. They're made out of rubber. Oh, really? Yeah, and uh, but they look just like a real gun. But it's the right. ones he used in the in the movie. Somebody's got it somewhere on display. The pistols for outlaw Josie Wales yeah. in some museum somewhere. You know? My favorite part of that scene is at the end because you know the storekeeper had ratted him out and they were trying to make a deal. Yeah, that's well, yeah. what I. And now it became uncomfortable because they're all dead. All your guys that you threw in cahoots with. So he's looking. While they had him on, under the gun, the the shopkeeper said, "Hey, I saw him first. I, I deserve some of this yeah, too." <laughs> yeah, give me. And so Eastwood was like, "So you say them horses?" <laughs> Belong to them, their pilgrims. <laughs> if you haven't seen, uh, we told you, we warned you. If you haven't seen that movie, you need to go watch that. Thank us later. Yeah, obviously that, we watched it a few times. Yeah, but what I was going to say about the metal detector, which because I was, you know, I called all my metal detector friends. We're all giddy. I'm sending pictures, you know, Murray. He's eh, he's cackling, you know, about the because I told him the tale. Everybody was happy except Missy because she was like, she's worried I mean, about the wedding at the. Well, I she because when I said it looks fantastic, phenomenal, which it does. And the grass will grow back. Yeah. There's a couple of dirt spots there. All right, but I'm gonna metal detect it while there. Well, then when I found the coin, I sent her the picture. Of course, she was like, wow. Where'd you find that? I was like, in the dirt spot. That And so then I said, look, babe, I got an idea. We have a weed problem anyway. I was like, let's just combine the whole thing. Take up all the grass. Okay. It, it, went, over it, like a, it went, over, went over like a turd and a punch bowl. we'll put it back. I'll metal detect it. We can sell that as like hay or whatever, and then we'll just replace it. Yeah. No, no. She said, boy, I was excited for you, and now you're talking crazy. <laughs> but what I wanted to say is why I got into that is in Luke 15, because I was introduced to it by Murray, and I've told that story before. But in Luke 15, which by is the my— way, how's Murray doing? Because we've talked about fantastic. his cancer stuff. It's all good. It is. He's technic—we always say technically cancer-free. Of course, yeah. as a believer, you know, he got cancer— 
and he never missed a beat. He is like, because I was with him. The reason I got into metal detecting, he introduced me to it, but it was kind of frustrating to learn. And a lot of you say, oh, you know, I'm thinking about doing that. Look, it's frustrating at first because there's things going off in your head and it's tough. But I got the experience because he would call me after he would get back from chemo or whatever, and he'd be like, man, I got to get out there. And so what am I going to do? Now, I'd clear the calendar and we'd go and just, and we, he's a prayer warrior. So we'd, we'd stop and pray, you know, before we, before we eat. But it was just, you know, you got a guy here battling cancer and we're out here looking at God's creation, looking for lost things. And, you know, when he find every time he finds something, he's like, thank you, Lord. You know, he's just happy to be alive. And so, uh, we got to be really, really close. But I'm telling you, that was what? I guess going on two years ago, and now he's doing, he's doing fantastic, yeah. phenomenal. So Good. it's awesome. But I wanted to read this because I think I've done a little bit of this before, but it's exciting to me. Luke 15 is my favorite chapter in the Bible because Jesus was eating with tax collectors and sinners, and they were persecuting him for it. They're like, oh, it's supposed to be some religious guy. Look at look at look at who he's he's eating with. And so Jesus told them, because it said they were muttering about that, he told them three stories, which the most famous one is the last one, which is they the call son. it the parable of the lost son, <laughs> which it should it should be the parable of the older brother uh, of the grateful father. How yeah. about that? I mean, <clears> or the older brother, because yeah. the older brother is really the focal point of the guy who couldn't accept the guy. That's right. But the father is the hero, right. in my opinion. Yep. I mean, because forgiveness... He, so and and the first one is you know they've written songs about it. The wouldn't a guy if he had a hundred sheep if he lost one wouldn't he go find it? Which the math I would probably say I don't know. But if you really care for the sheep that mm-hmm. you would. So Jesus is telling the story. This is I he's basically a human detector. If you think about it, that's true. That because all three stories he was searching. Which is what we read last podcast when he said, "Don't, don't in John fifteen where he said, don't get the idea that you chose me. I chose you." For some reason, Jesus wants us to make sure we get that point. Right. This is not well, about you. One of the points that comes out of there is, in my mind, is the worth of of a human being. That's right. I mean. <clears throat> You have one that's straight off over there. Right. Oh, you, Jesus said you find him. That's right. Yeah. You, you go, you go get you him. And what it, you love about it is he didn't, you know, he, he blew. I mean, it's, he, it's showing our worth. And he had blown half his inheritance. You know, he got, he had split the inheritance with it. He gave him the, what he had. He went down there and just blew it all for nothing. Oh, yeah. And he comes back. but Ended up in the hog pen. <laughs> right. And so what I love about it is that that shows you how much God says, look, I, I know you're a mess. Yeah. I, I know I know you're a mess, but I still love you anyway. You know, I mean, he met him on the road, which is yep. pretty amazing. Oh, it is amazing. And so sandwiched in between, the story that gets no love. <laughs> no love. You just, that's the skip over. <laughs> skip over. Oh, this guy's being redundant. No, wait a minute. Because yesterday, when I found this, you know the first thing I thought of? This story. Or suppose a woman has 10 silver coins and loses one. This is silver. Yep. Somebody had some silver coins and they lost one. I love it. I just love it. I'm Back getting in chills right now. 1893. Does she not light a lamp? Sweet, because I was out there at dark yesterday. <laughs> Sweet, thou searching care- carefully until she finds it. Now, here's what the point I want to make. And when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me. I found my lost coin. I called my. <laughs> Metal detecting buddies, my wife. There was joy here. We were happy. We you, were you were living, You were living out this path. Hang on, let's take a break. So we talk a lot on this podcast about trees. Um, would would it be safe to say that we love trees? We love them, but we don't hug them. We don't hug them. I've planted thousands. <laughs> and, and we've seen a lot of big ones. We talked about lately with hurricanes, a lot of them falling. So one of our new sponsors uh, is uh, Fast Growing Trees. That's the name of their business. Perfect for what we do. Exactly. And so, you know, in, 
basically people have to go and try to shop to find trees to plant, you know, and, and these guys are doing online, the world's largest online nursery is these guys, fast growing trees. And we like that, right? Cause we, we had to grow trees. So to, if you got a duck blind spot and you want to conceal it in a hurry, get you some fast, fast growing, growing trees. trees or, you know, for most people it'll be in their yard, but you never know. <laughs> <laughs> so you got a 30 day alive and thrive guarantee, which means your plants will arrive happy, healthy, and ready for planting. So if you need some trees now through November 15th, go to fastgrowingtrees.com. Feel is the code for 10% off. So that's 10% off fastgrowingtrees.com slash feel and get you some trees. The two fastest growing ones probably are willow and button willow. Those two, they grow fast. There you go. So here's the key. Then verse 10 says of Luke 15, in the same way, I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents, who who changes. And so I thought of all the things to equate with joy on earth and heaven. He chose finding your lost sheep, finding a lost coin, reconciling family. And I thought, well, it must be fun, or he wouldn't be using that as an illustration. Yep. This is exactly right. And he has, there's a party, the idea, because it's rejoicing, there's a party when something is lost is found. On earth and in heaven. And in heaven. When it comes to people. Because remember, it was about you, human detection right. by Jesus. It all started you with could it. add to that, um, <clears throat> as it turns out, sometimes... You see one person, but when that one person who seemed like one out of millions, I mean, what are you doing? What about him? But through one person, right? You can you can make historical. He can turn out to be something that, right? It's a historical figure, but you never would have thought it, or when you first <laughs> ran up on him, or it could be like in your case, Dad. You became you were a prodigal for you know, yep. 10 years, yep, and then you became one who then found thousands, thousands of people because thousands. you were willing then to so that. Yeah. That's who would have thought? Who would have thought? But you know what I like about this? What It what, never entered my mind, I can no, tell you that. No, you weren't even thinking that I'd way. be running around waving a Bible around. I Neither thought, was I. are you crazy? Uh, it just never occurred to me. So when well, I tell this, when I tell my story, when I'm out on the road, I talk about coming back because we've talked about the this week about the crowbar and all that. But when I came back and I tell a story, you know, you and mom met me, which is very similar to this story because I was the prodigal. True. You met me out in the yard, and it was just like this situation. The, like There was no judgment. I was expecting, you know, here's the rules, here's the way it's going to be. And you were just like, hey, we got duck calls to be. I'm glad you're home. You, you, yeah, you, you pull up in the yard, and here comes your parents. Yeah. Saying, welcome, welcome home. And I'd been gone. I was AWOL for two years. And what's interesting is when I tell the story, I always say, and we killed the fattened catfish and had a celebration because oh, yeah. the lost son had come home, which it always gets a laugh because, you know, they killed the yeah. fattened calf in this story. But it was true. I mean, we literally lived this story out in me. Of course, the same yeah. thing with you. And had a fish fry. And had a fish fry. What I like about what Jesus did here with telling these stories is he basically, you're looking at it from the coin's perspective. Because we never think about that. Oh, it's a cool coin. It's worth, I don't know what it's worth, probably $100. I'm not going to sell it but because it's just a piece of silver. But for humans, you just think if you're buried in a dark place, lost, and all of a sudden you're uncovered, you're like, thank you, Jesus. You know, yeah. If the coin could speak, it's like, you know, you're talking about, I have literally been doing nothing <laughs> by getting dirt thrown on my head. There was but a- <clears throat> for, for us, which I think that's the analogy, though. You're yeah. in a pit. You're lost. It's dark. You're in pain. You're, you're ostracized from the rest of you know any kind of meaningful life. And then he, 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 he detects you. He finds you and cleans you Well, it's up. like the, there's a, a friend of mine named Kenny that was listening to podcasts. He lives in North Carolina, and so right back there early in the pandemic, he was like, he had been listening to podcasts. He was like, man, I, I'm just, I'm ready to go all in. You know, and he, he likes to play poker. So that was the way he used his phrase. He said, I'm partially in, but I'm not all in, you know. Yeah. And so he said, 
you know, and he, and he came down here and, uh, you and I, you baptized him. And, um, it was funny because he, he it was his birthday and he had a, he had a camouflage shirt that his, he has, he owns a restaurant chain, he had a camouflage shirt that his staff had given him. It was, and it had the date on it. And it was like my, my, my birthday and my new birthday is what it said on it. And he ended on a oh. shirt. It was really an interesting thing. And it was just like what you were saying. And so he and I have stayed in, in contact and he just told me this week, he said, I can't believe you guys got another hurricane coming. I was like, yeah, I, don't know. I mean, sometimes you're just like, well, you know, what's happening? But you just got to, you know, bat down hatchet. He said, well, look, I got a place in Orlando. Just come stay at my, you know, go down there and stay, take your grandkids. But I just thought, here's a guy that, like, I didn't know yeah. six months ago. And now, <clears throat> because of what we're doing here, it awakened his mind and his heart. And mm-hmm. now he is on fire. I mean, this guy is going to reach a yeah. lot of people. You know? Well, that's why I'm bringing this up. Cause I know that John 15, it's a hard passage to wrap your head around when it says you didn't choose me, but I chose you. That's why I said, when you look at it from a metal detecting viewpoint, which where the thing he's detecting, you then kind of get it. Right. Cause you're not getting out of that. You're not getting out of the ground without him saying, let, let me, I'm going to find you. I'm going to cleanse you. I'm going to resurrect you. You're just lost, mm-hmm. which is why he's telling the story on in Luke 15 of why he's at a table with tax collectors and sinners. Right. Every Sunday morning now, I go make the loop, and and all I want to, I'm just asking them, where are y'all from? Where are y'all from? Where are y'all from? Where are y'all from? And they start naming the states. And, and it's amazing from the East Coast to the West Coast to the Canada, including the Canadians. I always tell the Canadians, I said, every time I see a bunch of mallard ducks coming, oh, we stop and sing the Canadian national anthem. I said, <laughs> and we got a lot of Canadian listeners. A lot of too. Canadians. A lot they, of Canadians. They listen come. to our podcast. But I go around and yeah. find out where they're all from. And I thought, man, they coming. And many of them, when I say, why did you come this far? I mean, come they said, God sent sent me. God sent me. God sent me. <clears throat> well, so, I, I have to means. give a Canadian uh, some credit because the reason I thought about bringing because I had I didn't think about doing this today, but I was look I was actually looking up. Somebody sent me a link that said because uh, we had brought this up this controversy over Netflix and the uh, whatever that movie was I can't remember cuties what. yeah the cuties well the the Texas. Rangers, well, some court in Texas uh, indicted Netflix for, and you know, you can read it. Somebody sent me the link. That's a dancing, is that? Yeah. Yeah. And the Texas Rangers went to Netflix and, and, Serve the serve the, the the whatever, hey, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, good for them. Ah, oh, great. We don't, and what was amazing. So I was looking up, I was trying to see where that was. And what's amazing when I was reading that on the social media, m- most of the people, mo- most people were like, thank you, Jesus. That's we good. love, ta- I'm proud. I mean, yeah, yeah. we're not going to take, you know, kids and, and show them in sexual a, in a, exploitation yeah, of children, nine yeah. and 10 year old, you know, it's not, and it's not like I wouldn't forgive Netflix or, but when you're defending that, no, I'm out. That's what I told you. I'm like, I canceled my Netflix until until further notice. I mean, we're not endorsing that. And you can make that argument about a bunch of stuff, but I think 10-year-old kids shown in a provocative way, that's out. That's universal. So anyway, I was looking up about that, but I I looked on mine, and somebody from Canada had said, he said, I I love y'all's podcast. He said, and there's two reasons. He said, I love Jesus and I love metal detecting. <laughs> <laughs> I actually responded. I don't remember what I said. I think I said something about Jesus is the is the human. Is the ultimate. Let's take the one last break. Well, since we're here and and we're kind of at the end of the podcast, um, I, I want to mention the older brother because we kind of told you told the story uh, because and this kind of a warning to me to like church folks. Because he's in in the story, it's the it's the uh, the Jewish leadership, the Pharisees that Jesus. That's the older brother because they, they're like he's eating with these sinners, and they're like, well, I mean, who wants to hang around with these filthy people? That's their mindset. But you come forward a couple of thousand years, and sometimes that's the way people still think. 
Oh yeah. You, you know they 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 got our, we got our church, <clears throat> we got our place we go. We, you know we're meeting here. We don't want any of these stinky people coming in and messing up our little, you know, spiritual club. And don't you think they were he was saying they were representing the very first verse, the people that was grumbling. Right. Oh, yeah, he's eating with tax collectors. So the so really as much the focal point of the story is really more about that guy because he that's Jesus making his point. You know, he's doing it his typical way. He does it. He tells three different stories here, yeah. and every one of them ends with joy over a loss being found. But the older brother was not joyful. Remember, he heard the party going on. He was like, "What's oh, yeah. what, what's what's happening here?" And they said, "Oh, the, you know, the lost son has come home. We're having a big party." And he grumbles about it. Yeah, he's like, "Well, I, I you know, I never had I'm, a party for me. You know, yeah. my, me and my friends, we don't even get a goat, much less, yeah. you know." But you got to and he told all this elaborate story in response to one question. That's right. How come you're eating with them? <laughs> and you're like, "All right." I mean, what to me? That's the that's what separates Jesus from every other religious representative ever. Right. How come you're eating with them? All right. And then he tells those three stories. That's right. I mean, it, it's incredible. And you'd had the same thing happen back in Luke 7 whenever the woman was at his feet, remember? And he was in the Pharisee's home, you know, and the Pharisee's like, he thinks to him, said he thought to himself, you know, if this guy knew, if he was really a prophet, he wouldn't be hanging around this, letting yeah. this woman, you know, make yeah. this display. He just thought it. And Jesus says, Simon, I got a little, little something to ask you. <laughs> well, if you want to tie a bunch of verses together, uh, if you get, if you have a pencil handy, you'll need one. Uh, I, just, just watch this. This is about, I'll do this quickly. John chapter one. That, now we're going back. We've covered this over the last few months. Uh, through him, Jesus, verse 3, 1, 3. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life. That life, and this is uh, goes all the way to John 15, was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. Speaking of back then and now, Al. Right. There came a man who was sent from God. Here's John the Baptist. His name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light so that through him all men might believe. He himself was not the light, John the Baptist. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. This was a huge, the, the, the greatest event of all time. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which of his own, the Jews, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who received him, those who believed in his name, he gave them the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent. You've got to be born again, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God, and the word became flesh. You start right there, and you jump over to John 3. Uh, God so loved the world, everybody in it. He gave his only begotten son. Whoever believes in him won't perish. Watch this. He said, look, God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world down to the last nickel or last sheep for every last one of them, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned. Whoever does not believe in him is condemned already. He's not believed in the name of God's one and only son. This is the verdict. He's back on it again. Light has come into the world, but men loved darkness instead of light, because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light uh, for fear that his deeds be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that what may be done, plainly what he's done, uh, is done through him, the light. So yep. you get to that one. That's John 1. That's John 3. Then you've got like John 8, 12. Well, before you read that, you know what I thought? It's like I never thought about this before until you read that. But I'm uncovering that old coin, and you bring it into the light. Yep. And the first thing people notice is they're looking for how many imperfections it has. Because right. now, of course, before it came into the light, what it, it, it it, it's nothing. It's nothing, it's nothing it's to ground. anybody, anywhere. It's in everything, and everybody at some point is lost, and hopefully found. 
but yeah. many of them don't. Never get so you get to John 8. He's still on that same topic. I'm the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So that's John 1. That's John 3. This is John 8. You turn one page, you get to John chapter 9, verse 5. While I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. You turn two more pages after John 9, you get to John 12. You say, why is he being so redundant? So you can't miss it. 1225. Let's see. 1225. Uh, Yeah. The man who loves his life will lose it, while the man who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me. Where I am, a servant also will be. He'll honor the one who serves me. Then he talked about Father. He said, this is going to be a tough deal. Uh, what am I going to do? 35 is where I think. Yeah. I think 30. I'm, I'm down to 27, yeah. just leading into it. It was for this very reason I came to this hour, the lights in the world. You look on down below there, this voice for you was for your benefit, not mine. Now is the time for judgment on this world. The prince of this world, the devil, will be driven out. But when I'm lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men to myself. He showed what kind of death he was going to do. Then down in the 35, you're going to have the light just a little while longer. Think about it. Jesus didn't stay but 33 years. That's not long by anybody's count. Walk while you have the light before darkness overtakes you. And the man who walks in the dark does not know where he's going. Put your trust in the light while you have it so that you may become sons of light. And from there all the way through John 12, 35, John 12, 46, then you get over in Ephesians where you were rescued, brought out of darkness into light, therefore live as children of light. My point is, there's a lot in the book of John to introduce the light of the world. Immortality's riding on it. And if you miss it and you are not found, and at some point you don't step out of the darkness and into the light, there'll be, uh, you shouldn't worry about the ones who can kill your body. That's right. The one to get body and soul in hell, in hell, he said, there's the one you worry about. So, so that's, that's why dad is the bullpen closer. Hey. Perfect way to end the podcast. Seek the light. Let's get in that light and stay there. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube. And be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.